We've been talking about Damar Hamlin this morning, the injury, the emergency situation on the football field last night in Cincinnati. The game was postponed because of the injury. By the way, the Buffalo Bills flew back to Buffalo. Hamlin is in critical condition, induced coma at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. On board with us this morning is Dr. Joe Congeni. Of course, Joe joins us weekly on Wednesdays. I thought it was very important to reach out to Joe this morning and get what he saw from this and what measures are in place for an emergency situation like this in sports medicine. So, Joe, thanks for joining me this morning. Appreciate your insight with us. Sure, Ray. I mean, it's something that you and I talk about in preparation all the time. Um, Thankfully, uh, life-threatening situations don't occur all the time, but emergency room, emergency-type situations can occur, and that is why People wonder why is there a squad sitting in the corner of a uh, a game that we may be working at and things like that because we're preparing that the worst can happen any time when you're on the sidelines and you don't have a full emergency room or ICU right there. So decisions have to be made very quickly in this type of a situation. And it is frightening for all of us that saw it. I happened to be watching the game when it occurred last night as well as you and, and, um, it, by the nature of the hit and everything else, as we as we talk about these things, we worry about head and neck injuries first. But it didn't have the appearance at all to being a blow to the head or neck. Uh, Ray, I know. I think you probably saw it. He um, stood up from the hit, took about two or three steps, and then collapsed again. And uh, it wasn't the picture of a head or neck injury at that time. Joe, you've talked about these blunt blows to the body. Specifically, you and I have talked in the past about high school athletes, how we've seen, unfortunately, some situations where these blunt shots to the chest have resulted in cardiac arrest for even high school football players. You're absolutely right to remember that, and it's something that we try to get the word out about and much of the time I don't know how much people heed this but you know or listen to it closely especially coaches especially in sports like um, of all things you know it's more baseball lacrosse hockey this is really felt to be these blows to the chest that cause the heart to go into a chaotic abnormal rhythm typically happen to be a projectile moving at very uh, rapid pace and more so in younger athletes because their chest wall is very elastic and not, you know, um, not as much strength and protection, muscular protection, as those kids that are late high school, college, professional. And so in all these years of following professional football and college football, uh, there are very, very few, if any, cases that we know of, unless there's been some that haven't been reported as much. And yet in the younger population, uh, there are years that we could have as many as 10 to 15 of these. They go by a name called commotio cordis. Um, I'm not uh, 100% sure if that's the situation here uh, with this young man or not, uh, but certainly, by the way, uh, the medical team and the emergency medical team approached him, it would appear to be a cardiac arrest, and that's the report from the uh, hospital uh, last night and again this morning, is that he is still in an induced coma with cardiac arrest being the cause for that. So that's what happens is with a blow to the chest sometimes, 
the heart goes into a very abnormal rhythm, and it is not uh, it, it is it doesn't work properly to pump the blood, and so CPR has to be started. But the the part about this one, Ray, that has everybody really scratching their head, I was a part of several discussions about it last night when it happened, is that typically we tell people that's why we want to have AEDs or defibrillators in as many places as we can because typically, Ray, if it is commotio cordis with the abnormal rhythm in a normal heart, when we shock the heart, it very quickly comes back to normal, and it seemed like this one was taking quite a long time. I do get a report that he, he did get uh, normal vital signs when he got back to the hospital, but typically with an AED, these things reverse very quickly with the electrical shock uh, or defibrillation that's used with an AED, and that's why we talk so much at so many sporting events that we are very uh, comfortable about having AEDs there because about 80 or 90 percent of things that can occur in the heart will be shocked back into a normal rhythm with an AED. It's interesting you bring that up, Joe. That led me to my next question with the AEDs because, you know, you go back here locally. I know Dr. Terry Gordon was a huge advocate, what, 10, 15 years ago. You and I have talked a lot about getting the AEDs at sporting events, and I think the greater Akron area has done a tremendous job in those uh, quarters of those AEDs. It seemed on the football field last night they were using the AEDs. You know more about this than I do, but it seemed like they needed more, and that's what you were saying with the scratching of the head. It didn't seem like that was working right away. That's right. I mean, typically in cases like this where there's abnormal heart rhythms, uh, we use an AED and it, and it works fairly quickly, and uh, the vital signs, the uh, pulse comes back, the heart rate comes back, uh, the breathing comes back fairly quickly. And a lot of time last night with the AED and CPR being done, and it wasn't seeming to be effective to reverse this very quickly. That had us thinking, could there have been some underlying cardiac condition uh, as well going on? And it's still something that I'm suspicious of because the AED didn't work well. And, yeah, we lived through 10 or 15 or 20 years ago about trying to get as many AEDs around where sporting events take place because you know with youth baseball and youth hockey and youth uh, lacrosse are played all over the place and we don't always have AEDs around. They are on uh, police cars and, of course, emergency medical vehicles, but they do the job most of the time in reversing this um, with the defibrillation, with the shock to the heart, and weren't seeming to be last night. And so the question has arisen, Ray, could there have been more in the way of some sort of underlying medical condition that could have been going on with this young man, Damar Hamlin, with, uh, as to why there was such a problem getting that started. But I am heartened by reading this morning that they say by the time he got there uh, and by being there, there are reports coming out that his vital signs returned to normal, that his um, heart rate returned to normal, that just for control of what's going on, they had a breathing tube in just to control that. That's a situation that you can control much better in an emergency room setting. But again, it's one of those things that's frightening on the field because we don't always have 
the supplies necessary that you would have, of course, in a hospital emergency room or intensive care unit. And still kind of touch and go, uh, induced comas, what we heard uh, at least a couple of hours ago from CBS News. Like you said, uh, <clears throat> things move, move rapidly and, and, you know, we find out a lot of things really in the whole history of, of the sport of football. And I remember I was a little kid, one person died on the field uh, with a cardiac arrest. His name was Chuck Hughes in 1971 for the De- Detroit Lions. So uh, these things have not happened very frequently. And it does sound like we're moving in the right direction for this young man. And let's hope so. And let's hope we have better news when we talk tomorrow.